hey guys and welcome to sounds like nyc the only podcast dedicated to spotlighting new york city talent on this episode uh we have william how would you describe yourself william uh an autodidactic uh self-diagnosed compulsive creative those are some <laughs> big words yeah those are really big words yeah i'm a word nerd too I am a word nerd. <laughs> uh but yeah i, I just you know uh, i'm a musician and, a, and an artist and i just love doing it to keep busy to stave off the depression basically you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but i definitely get that i definitely get that and you can find him on instagram at uh s-w-i-v-s underscore what is swivs uh yeah it's uh swivs underscore on instagram is where i'm you know social that's the social media outlet that i prefer and, you mm -hmm. know so yeah i'm on there and i make a lot of music under the moniker swivs as well and that's available at swivs.bandcamp and all that stuff um but yeah a variety of projects over the years um mm -hmm. i've been uh tour most recently i guess i toured with uh this uh, gentleman named charles bradley and his extraordinaires I was a member of his touring band. He's a close family friend. He's a soul singer on the Daptone label out of Brooklyn, New York. And, uh, you know, uh, RIP, we all miss him terribly. And uh, my dad has a band called the Shala Daz, which is a very common mispronunciation of my last name, which is, which is Shalda. Oh, so okay. All growing up, we used to get sales calls all the time, and they would always, you know, butcher the name. Can we talk to Mr. Shala Da? Can we talk to Mr. Chalada? So uh, <laughs> it's time to name the band and we're a doo-bop soul group. I was like, the Shaladas. That's what they've been calling us this whole time anyway. Mm -hmm. It's got that doo-bop vibe. So nice. Uh, so that's also on the Dunham, which is like the, the subsidiary, a subsidiary of Daptone. Um, which are you guys familiar with the Daptone label out of Brooklyn? No, never heard of them. Oh, you guys should check it out. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of uh, a lot of good stuff on that. There's uh, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of really good, you know, when you listen to old soul records, if you're into that, and you know, you would say, uh, oh man, they just don't make them like they used to, or like that tone, like in the early, in the late 90s, maybe even mid 90s, started making uh, these records, like mm -hmm. they used to, and you would hear the records, and say, oh man, that's, and they actually, they were the ones who, behind the Amy Winehouse record, because oh. with Mark Ronson heard what they were doing, and was like, oh, I want you to do that with this singer I have, and then mm -hmm. they did it, so, so that was, it like that so winehouse was basically that tone but you know wow wow didn't know that yeah so how, how many bands have you been a part of uh worth mentioning uh <laughs> yeah sure yeah <laughs> no warts and all everything yeah all right uh let's we'll get into it i don't even care we'll do it okay so i was in this really crappy band i'm sorry i shouldn't say that because maybe the members are listening <laughs> friends with them. we weren't crappy but we were in a band called pseudo Hoodlum. that was my first band i was like 15 we were your, you know, it was like rap, rock type of thing. We had a song about a character on a show called Saved by the Bell named Kelly Kapowski. Uh, <laughs> that is the most 90s things I've heard in a long time. That's my time, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That, 80s, 90s, that was me. So, uh, you know, and uh, then there was a, a band called Three Steps Up, which would go on to play with these other bands called Jimmy Eat World and stuff like that. And they, oh. they you know, we called them a lot of hardcore somewhere along the line started to be calling emo some people started calling it that we, you know we we would kind of split before that happened so there was that and then after that there was a band called the charade i was in which was like a maximum r&b type of early who type of act mm -hmm. um and those cats are still around and playing uh they play in a band called this blue falcon now a few of them 
and uh, and uh, a couple of other acts, but I, the name escapes me. But then uh, the Realistics—that was the band that I think you guys reached out to me through the Instagram mm -hmm. that I was doing for the Realistics, and uh, that was a group in the late '90s, early aughts. We were part of integral in starting the scene that would go on to uh, be, become best known for bands like The Strokes and the AAS and Interpol. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of like the first wave of acts mm -hmm. along with bands like uh, Radio 4 and Moon Suzuki. Again, I, this is all like 20 years ago. I know I'm probably dating myself, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate your patience. You got these blank stares on your face. Like, no, 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 no. I, I feel terrible. Like, but, no. uh, no, but, because uh, yeah. we were we were like listening to the real looks before and like, yeah, I, I mean, I really like it. Like um, and like regardless, to, uh, what apartment two? Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you, you guys sound really tight, really. Yeah. You guys sound like absolutely fantastic. And even kind of like more of your like modern music just sounds great. So like, you know, I was like talking with David and just saying how much I love like, the you... title, <laughs> the greatest song ever written. <laughs> yeah. Purposes, you know, but yeah. Uh... Yeah, no, but it's really cool because you seem to be able to like, um, like, like you have like a lot of different genres on your under your belt. It seems so. Like, yeah, I, I really do genuinely enjoy your music. So, like, oh, yeah, no, it's really great. Like, yeah, being part of like so many bands, like, what do you look for when when joining one? Interesting, you should mention that. I have uh, pretty much started every band I've been in. Sudohodam. Uh, I mean, we were young, but yeah, uh, not the charade though, that I was asked to join. But uh, what I'm looking for, all right, let's, let me think. Uh, no weak links, I know that's horrible to say, but uh, at one point, that's where the realistics came about because mm -hmm. I was kind of, I met these other guys and you always feel like when you're playing in a group, sometimes, you know, you gotta play down to your weakest link, you know? Like right. if, if your drummer is no good, then you kind of have to, everyone has to match that. Because if everyone's like, really good and you got somebody who needs work i should say uh so you know it, get, it becomes difficult and you know time is of the essence you kind of really need to get your stuff going fast so um you know that i guess that would be it like what i would be looking for in any group now would be members who are hardworking and diligent and don't get too messed up you know like don't you know don't get messed up to the point where you're messing up songs mm -hmm. you know it's tough because talent and and ambition very rarely go hand in hand like when something comes naturally to you and you don't have to work at it like you guys are really good at like you know radio stuff but you, and you're, you're very engaging people but see you're like you're putting out you're putting yourselves out there you're doing the podcast but so mm -hmm. many people just sit home and they're like yeah, I, I would be really good at that, but, you know, or I am really good at that, but I'm going to wait for someone to ask me to be on a podcast or, mm. you know, I'm going to wait for someone to ask me to be on And a lot of musicians are like, I'm going to just, oh, someone will discover me or something. They don't, you know, they don't put themselves out there. So uh, I feel it's important to try to be both if you can, mm. you know, at least one member of the group, I think has to be that. Like if you don't have a manager. What, yeah. What's better in your opinion? Ambition or talent? ambition or talent huh well i am an admirer of both um so i don't you know in the entertainment industry mm -hmm. you would hope that talent is king right i mean talent should win but we all know that that is really not the case and across the board 
you know, it's about a lot of other things. And uh, it's all the sinister stuff that you hear about. Like, in my experience, I've seen that happen. And sometimes it's worked in my favor. And I've totally been great about that, like nepotism and stuff like that. And you know, somebody and they get you into the thing or they get you on the thing or something. And it's like, because you knew them and you know that, but it stings a little when you know, like there's cats behind you that are like, oh, that guy's a lot better than I am, but he didn't know the guy I knew, you know? That's, you know, but there's kind of, I mean, that's across the board in life. You're gonna find that politics, it's all the same thing. It's just connections are key. And as much as talent will, talent will get you places, but um, I don't know if you're familiar with Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, he's all right. But for like, I felt when he came out, I was a little pissed. I don't know if you know this, but his parents and his mother was like tied to the industry and he had an in. And he was, mm-hmm. come on, he's an amazingly looking dude. He looks mm-hmm. great. But his voice and his guitar, I mean, it wasn't all that great. And I thought for every him, there's a million other dudes who are more talented, but just don't look like him mm-hmm. and don't have the connections, you mm-hmm. know, because his voice, you know, come on, like it wasn't that great. Yeah. I mean, not, not, you know, he wasn't a vocalist. I shouldn't say that. He yeah. He didn't strike me as a, immediately as a vocalist. He just struck me as a model or an actor who just said, mommy, I want to be a, and his mother was on a show called the Jeffersons. I don't know if that's. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah. Well, like, I feel like, um, thankfully kind of like ever since he first got started in the, uh, industry that, you know, um, that kind of like glass stealing or that kind of like, uh yeah that glass ceiling in a sense has been broken and now you know definitely music is more of a meritocracy more than like ever before because you know if you if you if you like if you like generally make good music and have the drive the ambition and the know-how to you know market it properly i feel like it like you don't have to be you know kind of you know uh selena gomez or the weekend or justin bieber you know kind of like a pretty face with a pretty voice you could just mm-hmm. be you and people you know real record real recognizes real that sort of thing so i feel like you know yeah i mean with the internet everything sort of like moved on like listen if you got it and people like it then I mean, there is no sort of gatekeeper anymore, right? I mean, I, I was listening to this dude on like, some dude on TikTok got famously just out of nowhere for making like a, like country songs or something. Mm-hmm. Like, and now he's playing on radios and, and stuff like that. So like, I mean, I, I guess, like, what, what do you think about that? Well, the, the concept of fame has changed since I was a kid. When I was a kid, like it was, you had TV and you had radio and that was it. You know, with pre-internet, I was like an 80s kid. So I saw MTV and I was like, I want to be that. I want to be on the radio because that's what you had to do. And I needed a music video and that was what was going to happen. You know, uh, the internet, as you know, just, you know, with, with streaming music kind of changed all that. So now I feel like fame is like, you could be famous and make a living if that's what, if that's what you aspire to do, if, if money is your aspiration, because it depends on what your end game is. But if mm-hmm. you want to make a living making music, you could probably be like famous among 300,000 people mm-hmm. that no, definitely. Most, most of the world will never have heard of you. Right. Like when I, when I type into like, you know, famous birthdays today, like I don't recognize half the people because again, like, <laughs> like you said, it's like TikTok famous. It's like YouTube famous. It's mm-hmm. you're famous over here. He's famous on an app I never even heard of. Mm-hmm. This guy's famous down the, you know, I, I don't, people are, everyone is famous. It's very Warholian, you know, like Andy mm-hmm. Warhol's, everyone will get their 15 minutes of fame. Uh, 
his that famous quote, we're kind of there and it's it's great for the people and it's great for how it feels maybe to be famous, but like the, the it's like what but what what are we looking at really like why why do we want that? Why do mm-hmm. we right. uh, yeah. to me, it's just a, some a futile attempt, some futile grasp at immortality. It's like you it's like you know I, every artist's life is like an act of vandalism you know like you know how you, when you spread graffiti it's like i'm putting my name here like i was here like mm-hmm. this was it i was here and that's all it is i think it's like i'm making stuff i know for me i'm making music like so that, that i know i'm very aware that like when i'm dead when i'm gone from this universe like this this form and this body like that there's something that there's something here in this dimension that i left mm-hmm. that's cool and that people will say, oh man, that guy was cool. And they might not even see it for 20 years till after I die, they might see it. I'm finding about artists all the time that have been dead for 20 years. I'm like, oh my God, this is beautiful. And, mm-hmm. that, and, that, and that's what I aspire to achieve, you know? And it's more so than money. And, you know, I, I would, you know, I, my dream as a child was to be fame because that was in my face. So I wouldn't mind fame. But mm-hmm. again, as we mentioned, like fame isn't what it was. It can be right now this you and us me yeah and when this, you like this is awesome to me thank you for having me this is yeah great. definitely yeah of course of course yeah 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 it's very way yeah you definitely got gone into the more philosophical end of like fame but that's very important to you know i, I mean talk about because uh, yeah why do humans seek fame and obviously it's a philosophical question it's more of just like a basic biological sociological question mm-hmm. and stuff like that but it is yeah like like this current type this current age of fame isn't something that we've seen before so we're kind of like the first generation to like really experience internet fame and just like that whole phenomenon so like there's a lot of upsides but there's also like tons of like downsides to it and like yeah it's a messy world it's a messy new type of age type of era Mm -hmm. that we've like stumbled Mm -hmm. upon into i think i mean at the end of the day if you ask me, I mean, it's just all, it really is because I, I, you know, you love doing it. That's why I think anyone does it. It should be, should start there. Right. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Like you start because you love to make music, you hit that chord or you want to be an actor and you get that applause for a second and you're like, Oh, this, I like this. And it gives you a good feeling. Then somewhere along there, you're just like, Oh, they'll give me money for it. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) And that, you know that kind of it can ruin everything yeah but i feel like you know yeah you're right to come down off that philosophical cloud there is a realistic way to manage your business mm-hmm. and to, to monetize your art and to separate yourself and be like all right over here i'm the philosopher and then over here i'm all business mm-hmm. and you gotta take care of number one you know yeah definitely yeah. definitely i think right now might be a good time to serve plug in some of his music don't you think yeah definitely yeah i mean are there any songs specifically that you want us to show your artists or like a song in particular that you like really think you know you want like other people to you know see of mine my songs uh yeah i think the, the two off the last record that i i did called the, the greatest song ever written by <laughs> which it is in fact <laughs> I like, I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the one following that, which is called Stand Again, which is, you know, just expresses my disdain for those two songs kind of wrap up everything that we've just spoken about mm-hmm. and about how I feel about 
you know, what had been going on. It was released in 2018. Um, but as of yet, that's what's, that's what's up. I have a whole new thing coming out this year, a whole new guy. So that, that deep pop music and that uh, lo-fi stuff, I'm going to put to the back burner for a second to get back to the, like the rock and roll roots of the realistics and stuff like that. So that's the record. I have a 45 coming out on vinyl. Uh, nice. Uh, this summer. So, um, you know, oh. it's going to be Billy Spibbs. Baby, I'm Your Clown is a single. Keep an eye out for that and ear out for it, rather. But uh, as far as that stuff goes, yeah, those two songs that I mentioned. Okay, let's uh, play, play them right now. <laughs> Of sounds like NYC news, and we just oh my, keep on doing that. So, we have like a news, you know, kind of like thing that we do on the side. So, I don't know for some reason, anyway. So, hey guys, welcome back to this episode of Sounds Like NYC. And we've just didn't finish listening to the greatest song ever written and uh, stand to gain. But, um, obviously, this is a uh podcast about artists and their relationship with nyc so tell us a bit about kind of like how like growing up in new york city and just like he didn't grow up in new york city he grew up in staten island he's giving you that look man uh no no it's uh if you if you'll i'll allow it i'll allow it growing up in, growing up in staten island is we were 25 minutes away from the city and I would get beat up walking to the train station because I had like green hair and I'd be like wearing my Doc Martens and stuff and the kids out there didn't understand that I would it was dangerous just to get to the train and I would they would all be hanging out at the train station I'd be like you're 30 minutes away from the coolest city in the world and you want to hang out at the train station anyway <laughs> so that's but that's what it was so if you can imagine there's a such a there's small there's like a, a small group of people on Staten Island always have been and still is this really fantastic collective of artists and musicians that are just tucked away you know all over you know concentrated a bit towards you know the uh north shore because it's closer Mm -hmm. to the city but to be that close to new york but also be so removed um you know was an interest it's an interesting dynamic because you you're far enough away not to get you must feel it like you feel like a drop in the ocean when you're trying to do anything on an entertainment level there's so Mm -hmm. much so many bands everybody goes there but, you know, so you would go there, but then you'd come across the bridge or get on the boat and come back and you'd have your own little world. And so you would take it, you would ingest all that and you would share that stuff in a very, like, I don't know, in, in a safe little environment where you could just discuss it with your friends and like not feel like you were going to be judged by that kid. who You know, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, um, so in that respect, uh, Staten Island was great. Yeah. And it is great. But uh, New York City, my experience with New York City was money rules everything. 
and mm. that's just a personal thing but if if you're amazing it doesn't matter if the other people have more money if they have more money than you you're going to get steamrolled and mm -hmm. if they have the money they're going to get the press they're going to get you know and that's it and so that's only if you guys are like doing you know if there's I don't even know if it's like that anymore. What's the vibe out in New York City? I should ask you. Right um, now, it's, you know, with the pandemic, it's like kind of quiet. But before I mean, that, is there a scene of any kind? Is there like a group of bands or people, DJs, anything? What's I mean, on? yeah, for sure. With with the people that we've been talking to over, you know, all this time. Yeah, they, you know, we've been talking with everybody about how things were before, you know, uh, corona came and stuff like that right. like everybody was like doing their own thing like like you know most of the people that we like talked to so far they were either like performing or like working with like you know creatives in the city specifically so i think it's always been there but obviously corona kind of brought everything to a stop but i think yeah new york city's new york city so art is is always going to be one of the most important things here whether it's people making it or whether it's people coming here for it so like i don't think you know that that aspect has changed and like i said before because of the internet things have become much more elegitarian how do you pronounce that word I don't know big words. <laughs> have become more leveled between those who have money and those who don't, because at the end of the day, you can have all the money in the world. Yeah, egalitarian. Oh, there you go. Yeah, See? because you can have all smart. the yeah, you could you can have like all the money in the world, but if you don't have a personality that attracts people, I feel like these days that you won't get the following or, or get like a lasting following that will like that that has like a good return of investment on investment, whatever you say, those those are big words, yeah. If you don't mind, let me ask you a few questions. Like, what would you, I mean, what do you enjoy? What would you like to see happen for music in general? Aside from the obvious, I want venues to open again, I want the pandemic to be over, but I mean, just, is there anything that you feel should, like music, musically should happen or that you, that you sense is happening? Yeah, I mean, what do you think, David? Um, I mean, I would just like to see more of a connection from artist to listener, I think. I think, you know, with social media, that's becoming more and more of a likelihood, you know, yeah. with, you know, something like Instagram Live. I mean, Instagram Live isn't really about just putting out your music. It's more about connecting with the people who are, like, listening to you, like, at the moment. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that's what I would like to see more. More. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm. I'm with you on that, but I got to tell you, like, when you get to a certain level... You can't it's just really, tough. Yeah. It's tough to engage people. They'll take it a little too sometimes they take it too far. I've had it happen to me a few times and I'm I'm just me. And I've had it happen a couple of times where I've I've had to back off because I feel like I've been too nice to somebody and they took it like a little more than I mm -hmm. wanted them to. And they thought it meant like we were best friends or something. Yeah. Um, and or that I was maybe interested in them or something, and that was not the case. And I'm just so it's always been, uh, and then and, and then that in itself is like also like tough to scale, right? Because at a certain point, it's just like how can you get in touch with everybody? Yeah. You know I mean, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I think this is going to be a big consequence of like. <laughs> I think this is going to be like a big consequence of like you know, uh, Corona, but just more support, especially for you know 
smaller artists and stuff like that because i because you know i've been reading articles and stuff like that about how the city is really trying to push you know because of like corona the city is trying to re reinvigorate you know new york city like as a cultural hub so with that there's a bunch of just like new opportunities for for you know anybody to kind of do like street performances and just get more support by the city which i don't think you know, i mean i wasn't in new york city prior to when corona really happened and stuff like that so i don't know too well but it seems like back it seems like when you know artists or like when you know um when you know performing outside or in a venue when those things become more normalized again smaller artists will be able to really get out there and will be able to you know have have like more of a chance of like breaking through but I see I, like. I think with that like just the, the whole mindset of like it, it feels to, to me right like as an, an audience member more so than you know an artist like artists love asking for support but don't really like go in and sort of give give back to like their their audience. I mean, they, you know, making music is is more for you than it is for the audience. Yeah, right? in most cases, yeah. So like, you're you're asking for for support, but like, how are you giving back? What would you like to see again? I know you mentioned that that thing. I mean, like, uh, yeah, like uh, like just a, like more music, like maybe even just like one off tracks. Like instead of waiting to years for an album or something. yeah 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 i mean i mean more more but i guess more context you know what i mean that 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 would be more of a scalable thing like just more context of the actual artist instead of just like putting out actual music you know what i mean yeah okay so just like a little more more vlogs david is asking david just wants vlogs or or just like <laughs> hey listen my, here was my songwriting process like here's what i went through here's you know what, what this thing meant for for whatever mm-hmm. you know what i mean just just something like that amazing david thank you i mean that's fantastic that's really great to hear um I, as an artist i gotta tell you i've been nervous that i've been overdoing that like I, mm-hmm. I get nervous like i think a lot of artists are on there going like oh man this is stupid a lot of artists shun social media because they just they're like there's like a thing where they feel like oh oh no i'm like either too cool or there's no there's like an integrity breach there right. like i don't need that like some of yeah. them like that but um, and a lot of my, you know, I've seen a lot of my friends be very timid about it. Like they don't want to put themselves out there where I know for me, I'm just like, oh man, people don't want all this stuff. Man. Mm. Just dial it back, man. You're putting... So yeah. it, it, it's nice to hear that, um, that that is actually something that fans might be looking for. No, no, definitely. No, I mean, listen, if, like... if, if you like an artist, you want to see as much of the artist's personality as possible mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that that's what i think at least i mean no, I no, yeah that's definitely with, with like with like youtube and stuff that's definitely i mean especially for you know younger people and stuff like that i feel like yeah definitely for sure that's what people want to see just yeah. like more personality and i, I don't even people I, don't, I don't even to. think it's like an ego thing so much so it's just like artists inherently are, are perfectionists you know what i mean they they, they value they overvalue what they perceive quality to be versus just like putting things out. You know what I mean? That is the most genius thing. That's the most genius bit of advice I've gotten in years. So you're going to see, I'm going to, I was thinking about, I was hopping around the idea of a Twitch TV thing or. Yeah. A, or yeah. He's just showing up. Yeah. And I thought like, why am I going to do that? That's exactly everything I just said. I was like, you know what? Like, who, who do you think you are? Like, who do you think you, you think you're that interesting that you need? So hearing that like people might enjoy that. 
I'm certainly going to give it a shot, man. I'm yeah, thankful. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you gotta keep trying, you know what I mean? See, see what sticks. Cause you, you really never know unless you like keep pumping out things. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Any other artists listening to this right now? I mean, I would, you know, heed his advice, give it a shot. Maybe put some more out there. Any of my friends are listening to this. If you're just like, too, think you're too cool for Instagram or any of the social <laughs> stuff, maybe pop on and say hi to some people. Maybe it could help. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Well, like, I mean, is there like I, anything? I don't think I've ever gone on a rant like that. Yeah, I don't know. Why are you so passionate today, David? Jeez. I had too much coffee. Yeah. <laughs> or I haven't had enough coffee. I, guess. I just realized that they could totally see like the oh, uh, bear in the back. <laughs> that's why, we just had this giant can of bear in the back all this time. But um, yeah, I mean, is there like anything that you want to like, <laughs> that you want to like end off with? Like any like words of advice or like, you know, yeah, yeah like promo stuff. You know, never give up as lame, but ne just never quit. Like if it, you know, that's it. Just if you keep at it, and just be patient. You know, there's. I think of all the actors that you know in movies that you like. You never seen them in young in a movie. Like sometimes people just show up in a movie and they're like, I'm like Tommy Lee Jones or mm -hmm. you know, like some. I don't know if you're familiar with that actor, but yeah, you know, of course. You know. You can't like I don't remember him young in a single movie like he worked and did theater and did everything did whatever he had to do to get you know so it might not happen right away but if you're just patient and work at it and you know just keep practicing stay positive and don't let them get you down you know don't focus on what other people are doing too much really just don't you know don't let the jealousy and envy because social media as cool as we're saying it can be can create a lot of those elements in your head like you have to you know really be a little thick-skinned yep. you know new york city will do that to you quick but a lot of people listening might not be out there so you know you gotta just maintain like don't let them get you down like it's gonna be all right and you're gonna make it just keep at it awesome great advice 100%. yeah so thank you guys for watching this episode of sounds like nyc news uh like subscribe you just did it again oh my god <laughs> Well, though, that's going to stay in because at the end. Uh, oh, whatever. So thank you guys for watching this episode of Sounds Like NYC. That's it. Only that. And uh, like, subscribe, and follow us for more of these wonderful interviews.